This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Indoors or out, summer, fall, winter, and spring. Whatever you garden, wherever you garden. This is the show that covers it all. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's. Grow the world you want with help from Scott's. And hello, hello to everybody. Boy, we've got some nice little music going on in the background. We're all kind of dancing around. We've got a full house today. We do. Uh, that's Robbie Lanes, whose voice you hear. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, Charlie. Nice to see you again. And it's wonderful to see you. This is um, Robbie is my sous chef in training, <laughs> yeah. sous gardener in, in training. Frank, I've been studying all week. Excellent. Because remember, I told you there is a test. I know. And uh, Frank is on holidays. I hope he's having a lot of fun. But uh, so Robbie's filling in, and he's been great. We had some fun last week, and we're guaranteed to have more fun this week because we have an, another special guest with us, Dennis Flanagan. Morning, Dennis. Hey, good morning. Morning. Dennis and I go way back to the television days. I know there's probably some people listening that will remember the show that Dennis and I co-hosted together on Home and Garden Television called One Garden, Two Looks. Yes. However. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It had its moments. (laughs) (laughs) I always say to people, TV is not nearly as glamorous as you think. (laughs) Yeah. Remember the uh, hot days... A uh, little bit of sweat would break out on one of us, and right. what would our producer do? Bring out the hairdryer. Rip off our clothes. Uh, bring out the hairdryer. It was amazing. And bring out the hairdryer. Absolutely because you amazing. You can't sweat on TV. No, you look much better on radio. I was going to say so to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, um, nevertheless, we, we did have a lot of fun, and that, se- that show ran for a number of seasons. And I'm just back from Cornwall, where I was judging for Communities in Bloom. Yes. And, of course, as you probably happens to you as well, you get into a gardening crowd, and the first question is, is where's all the garden right. television? Where's all the gardening TV, yeah. Yeah, or how come it's all that imported gardening TV that's so irrelevant? We want Canadian TV. Yeah. So that, that happened again. Yeah. You know, I was there. The Cornwall crowd wants their, their you know, HGTV to have some G on it, not just H. That's right. Yeah, and we, 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 we need a Zuma uh, TV sh- gardening show, I believe we? you're absolutely correct on that. Yeah. And I think I might even run a contest for ideas on what people would like to have. And actually, that's probably a really good idea. If there was a garden television show that would meet your needs and scintillate you and make you want to watch it, and you could watch it on Zoomer Television, send me an email. My first initial C, last name Dobbin, cdobbin at am740.ca. And give me your ideas, because certainly that's been something I've been thinking about as well, as a, a, yeah. good, a good show. This is a great company that I work for here, and I know Moses has just recently purchased a, a, a television station. Oh, wouldn't that be neat, eh? Yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah. Would na- you in- na- absolutely. Na- <laughs> naked gardening. I can, I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to see that. 
<laughs> here, Rob, you better give the numbers in yeah. case anybody wants to call and make some comments here. Well, as usual, Charlie, we've got, uh, I'm sure, some people waiting right now. But the phone numbers are 416-360-0740. And if you're out of town, one 866 740 Thank you for that. And I just, Robbie, I just want to share with you an email I did receive this week, which was very sweet. It is from Ann Steffener. She's the Agent Court Garden Club Program Coordinator. Obviously, she was listening last Saturday. And she says, I want to thank you for promoting our club this morning, as in last Saturday. As you said, we've been in existence in the Agent Court area for a number of years, since 1952. Please tell Robbie, because what we were chatting about was that Robbie lives in that area, tell Robbie that the Asian Court Garden Club meets at the Knox United Church at the corner of Shepherd and Midland Avenues on the second Monday of each month, and we would love it if he dropped in to visit sometime. Well, isn't that nice? There you go. I'll be lined up at the door. Excellent. They'll be looking forward to seeing you. (laughs) Robbie's got quite the property, I understand. Really? Yeah. That's that's big. That's a great garden club, isn't it? Asian Court. You've been there, I know. I have. I've I've done presentations there. Wow, they're they're so keen. Exactly. Very active. Yeah. 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 Well, so how are things growing in your garden, Robbie? They're growing like crazy. I was, uh, I guess, Monday or Tuesday, whatever day was not as hot as all the rest, <laughs> I was out trimming everything because it just is growing. Everything is growing. Like and stink, eh? y- Yes, and you and I were chatting a little bit earlier about even produce. Stuff is, mm-hmm. blueberries are here and everything's here that's really early. Ahead of schedule. Yeah. Peaches. Yeah. Peaches are out. It's only July. That's good. That's that, great. That's a longer time now for the farmers to be able to sell their their wares. That's right. And I think this is going to be a, a boomer crop yeah, year. The heat. The yeah. heat has brought everything. I don't know about you, but my, my uh, tomatoes are like... Yeah. <sighs> Giant, giants, <laughs> 20 foot high. All of a sudden. Yeah, yeah like just the last week. Yeah. yeah, we got that rain, then we yeah. had that real heat, and now, of course, we got a little more rain, which is great. Thank goodness for the rain. Mm. I was getting a bit desperate at Whatever. my house. Yeah, I know. It's been a bit miserable. Yeah. I think we're going to get a little bit more today, too, Charlie. Okay, well, as long as it's not like a sauna outside, yeah. <laughs> which it has been a bit of. You're listening to the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's, makers of EcoSense Weed Be Gone, the new way to kill weeds. 9.15 on a Saturday morning. Robbie Lane with you and Charlie Dobbin with the Garden Show. And the numbers once again, if you want to talk to Charlie, 416-360-0740, Over to you, Charlie. Thank you so much, Robbie. Let's, hey, Dennis, shall we kick our first caller? Yeah, I'm looking at your screen here. You're a popular lady. My God. My goodness. If we had more lines, we'd have more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It looks like Giselle is our first caller from Mississauga. Good morning, Giselle. Hi, good morning. Morning. I'm calling about uh, my my grass is full of creeping Charlie. Mm-hmm. And that is very hard to take off. I try everything. So this is from when you... what to do with this. This is from when you've mowed the lawn, all the clippings dropping back down? Yeah, I have a lot. It's very big now. This goes back to the comment we made earlier, that everything is growing so rapidly, it's been hard to stay on top of our grass and, and cut it. And we cut the grass very sharp, to, and the, the, there is less, but, you know, they grow back again, I guess. Okay, but don't cut your lawn really short. What's the length, height we're supposed to cut our lawns, Dennis? Yeah, two and a half, three inches is yeah. recommended. Um, yeah. 
your lawnmower height yeah. should be set at two and a half to three inches um, above the ground, right? The blade is going to... The thing is that, because my, that, my daughter cut the grass, she told me she, I cannot cut more short than that. Good, all right, good. So she's looking after that for you. You know what I do when the grass is really long and the clippings are heavy when they drop on the grass and you can tell there's going to be some, you know, too much weight and perhaps some suffocation of the, the grass below, is I will just give a very quick raking to my lawn picking up some handfuls of green grass clippings. Then I dry them out for a little while in the garage, just in a, it could be sitting on a piece of newspaper. They could be sitting in a bushel basket. Bottom line is they're not in a plastic bag. They're, they're in an open container. They dry down a bit, and then I pop them into my composter. I just let them compost. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, because you cannot send them for, away in York Region, where I live. Grass clippings are against the rules. But you, if there is anything to send I away. can put on the grass... To to sl- kill the, 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 she's t- I was talking about the creeping Charlie. Charlie. Oh, creeping Charlie. Uh, yes, there's a brand new product called Weed Begone. Uh, weed Begone, I heard that uh, if you put Weed Begone, it will kill the grass too. No, Weed Begone is the new product which is designed to just kill weeds in in grass. I'm, I Hold on, I can just double check that, but I'm sure I'm right. That's a br- It's a brand new product. It's been out for about oh, two months now. Uh, okay, I'm flipping back to exactly. Yeah, Weed Be Gone came out right at May 22nd, uh, long weekend. That is the, the brand new product that will you can use in your lawn to spray to kill everything but your lawn. Okay, that's good. Thank you so much, Charlie. Remember, you may have to spray more than once. I'm going to buy some today. Yeah. Okay, good for you. So weed be gone. And thank you so much. Thanks, Giselle. Anything Bye-bye. named Charlie is hard to get rid of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Particularly when there's a creeping attached to it. <laughs> yeah, Dennis and I go back a long ways. Can yeah. you tell? <laughs> I can tell that. Uh, okay, Dennis, did you want to just, because we probably don't really have enough time till our next break, tell us a bit about what you're doing now. I, uh, I work full-time for the association, the Landscape Association, Landscape mm-hmm. Ontario. Mm-hmm. And so we have uh, over 2,000 members across the province, and, and, and they're landscapers and arborists and garden centers. So we're the professional we represent the professional side of the business. So any of your listeners that you know are looking for help in their gardens can simply go to our website at Landscape Ontario, punch in their postal code, mm-hmm. and a list of qualified um, contractors, contractors yeah. will, will, will pop up for them. It's a really uh, fun site. Sure. Yeah. So if you needed a new deck or you yep. needed a new walkway or driveway yeah, or, or gardens. Or planting, dug. a tree, yeah. tree planted. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, new uh, gardens created. Yes, a, a, a great advice at a garden center, uh, trees uh, pruned, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go, go to landscapeontario.com. Our, our, our Green for Life is our, is our new brand. And uh, it's a great resource. for. The it's girl. an amazing resource that yeah. people don't use enough. I find too many people rely on, you know, the kid next door to yeah. do all their gardening. And yeah. it's scary what they're having done to their gardens. <laughs> yes, and I know you're um, a great supporter of the Master Gardeners mm-hmm. program. And, and, and we partner with them. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got a gardening question, if your viewers have a, your listeners have a gardening question, they can simply type it in uh, onto our website and the Master Gardeners will answer mm-hmm. that gardening question. Speaking of the Master Gardeners, I heard through the, uh, you know, the always uh, no pun intended grapevine that um, pending board approval, Dennis Flanagan is going to be asked um, to, to become an honorary Master Gardener. Yeah, yeah and I'd, I'd be honored. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a very humbling experience to join your 
Uh, your group. Yes, wow. my group. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll put you to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be good. But Master Gardeners is a pretty neat group. Oh, I mean, they are. It's just got they're so much happening. They're they, so dedicated, aren't oh, they? totally. And, of course, Master Gardeners of Ontario are always looking for dedicated volunteers, keen gardeners. Basically, they're hobby gardeners that have taken a step up, I always say. They're yes. just taken to the next level. Um, so Master Gardeners of Ontario are a nonprofit group. Uh, they provide free public services, as you mentioned, to home gardeners. In addition, they present clinics and presentations. Specific questions can be asked through landscapeontario.com yep. or through the Master Gardener website, which is M-G-O-I or Magoy. Dot .ca so Magoy's Master Gardeners of Ontario Incorporated. Yeah, they're super super good. Yeah. And many of them play double duty because they're also um, horticultural association mm-hmm. members too, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is an, uh, also another great, great group. And yeah. could even be, you know, members of community bloom uh, yeah. committees. Oh yeah, everybody's pretty busy with it, with stuff going yeah, on. It's, it's a big, big hug out there, isn't it? It this is. is just, yeah. The gardening bubble. They're pretty friendly people, I find. <laughs> All right. Well, when we get back, we'll talk to some more callers. There's nothing like kicking back, relaxing with family and friends in your backyard. Paul Napolitano, president of Royal Home Improvements. But who wants to hang out on a patio that isn't level or has more crabgrass and weeds growing through it than stone? Honey, it's time to cut the patio again. We're doing something we've never done before. We're offering a summer backyard special for 20% off. We'll take the backyard from frightful to delightful. Rather than looking out that window, turn it into a beautiful patio door to walk out onto your new outdoor living space. Add interlocking stone, a garden retaining wall or walkway. We'll create the ultimate backyard oasis, and until August 31st, we'll do it for 20% off. Call Royal Home Improvements now and save 20% on your backyard makeover. Royal Home Improvements, 416-236-4400. 416-236-4400. Or visit royalhome.ca. Royal Home Improvements, improving your tomorrow today. Close, it's Miracle Grow. Create bigger, more beautiful plants and vegetables by using Miracle Grow plant foods and soils. It won't be long until your double begonias double in size. Mamma mia, che belli pomodori! And Mrs. Esposito marvels at the girth of your tomatoes. Want to grow your plants bigger? It's gonna take a miracle. <gasps> miracle Grow plant food grows plants twice as big, guaranteed. It's that time of year again. Good morning. The arrival of your semi-annual investment statement. Summer fun with pie charts. Say, why not compare this statement with your year-end and see if you're doing just swell. Or speak to Wayne Baxter and Leanne McGinnerty of Investment Planning Council who prepare written plans for their clients so you can compare your current statement to the benchmark you've set. It's called the practical approach. Try it. Visit rightonthemoney.ca or call 416-236-6200. You're listening to the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's, makers of EcoSense Weed Be Gone, the new way to kill weeds. Good morning. And if you'd like to talk to Charlie or Dennis, you can call us at 416 or out-of-town 1-866-740-740. 
for 740. And Charlie, I have a question for you. All right, Robbie, go <clears throat> ahead. That lady that was going to put Weed Be Gone on her grass to mm-hmm. kill the creeping Charlie, mm-hmm. we've got about a 60% chance of showers or thunderstorms today. Is it good to put it on today when it's going to rain or not? No, not. not. It'll, it's one of those things that always, always read the package instructions before you do any spraying of anything. I'm pretty sure that it recommends a 24-hour window of no rain. Right. I think. What do you think, Dennis? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that makes sense, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And any application it's going to get washed off. Um, Might not be as effective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a chelated iron is what it is. So it does have to become soluble in the soil. That's how it works. Yeah. But I haven't actually, you know, I don't have the instructions in front of me, so I'm not sure. The only opposite to that is Mm -hmm. fertilizer, isn't Mm -hmm, it? mm -hmm. Like you want to put fertilizer on just just before rainfall. Or the other is grubs. When you're putting, or sorry, nematodes. When you're putting nematodes on for the grubs, you want to water those in, as I recall as well. Yeah, So. Read the instructions. We're always at the mercy of Mother Nature, aren't we? (laughs) Just like those poor farmers. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe not so poor this year, thank goodness. All right, let's talk to Elaine, who's calling from Markham. Hi, Carolyn. Good morning, Elaine. Hi. Uh, My question is about my hibiscus. Mm -hmm. I have some beautiful hibiscus, but the leaves are turning yellow, and I don't know whether I'm watering too much or too little. This is a tropical hibiscus? Yeah. One that you take in in the winter and bring out in the summer. Right. Okay, and it is outside now? It is. Okay. The odd yellow leaf I never worry about, are you getting like 10, 20, 30% of the leaves turning yellow? Um, I'm getting four or five a day. Okay, and they're the older leaves? Yeah. Okay, that's well, all. Some younger ones, too. Yeah? I mean, when the older, more mature leaves turn yellow, I, I never typically get very concerned. How often are you watering? Um, about every other day. What, is it in a plastic pot or a clay pot? It's in the... Um, what is it in? <laughs> mm, it's so heavy anyway. Oh, okay. It's, well, it might be. I think it's in a plastic pot. Okay, but, but it's, it's a big, big one. Big old plant. Mm-hmm. You know what? If in doubt, if you're wondering, you know, is this enough water? Is this not enough water? Two things I always do. One is when I'm watering, I water really thoroughly so that the water runs through the pot out the drainage hole in the bottom. Okay. So I know when I water, I have watered thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't water again until the plant needs water. In the case of hibiscus, you can leave it until the leaves get a bit of a, a dull sheen to them and a little bit of a limpness to the leaves. Then you definitely know it's time to water. Oh. Or get a hold of a moisture meter, a little probe that you stick into the soil, and it'll, it'll give you a little readout on what the moisture levels are in the soil. It, okay. You don't want to overwater hibiscus. Uh, you can certainly kill any plant with too much water. Uh, if you underwater, all you're going to do is end up with two, you know, very few, um, some leaves will drop and you'll end up with a bud drop as well mm-hmm. if you underwater too often. So a bit hard to say exactly how much water you need. It depends on how much sun it's in and the temperatures and the wind, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. beautiful blooms. Oh, they do, don't they? Along the watering advice, though, Charlie, mm-hmm. uh, um, hibiscus are renowned for getting spider mite. Mm-hmm. And that will cause yellow um, leaf mm-hmm. drop. Speckling and then yellow, and, yeah. And uh, I find the best way to combat that is by misting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to have an atomizer or a mister and make sure you're misting the, the top and the bottom of those hibiscus leaves. And they don't like being wet, mm-hmm. spider mites, mm-hmm. and, and that will simply take care of that. So, And if you're outside with your hibiscus, it could be a simple case of just using the hose yeah. on a very light spray, you know, on, could, a, on a nice yeah. soft spray. Yeah. Oh. Just keep, yeah, when you, good point. So when you're watering, think of the soil, but also think of the leaves and mm-hmm. giving them a real good wash down, top oh. and bottom. Yeah, I could take it down on the lawn and just 
Yeah, yeah. Well, take yeah. it, take it in the shower with you. <laughs> don't take it in. Yeah, it's always yeah. fun. I don't want that. <laughs> Everybody needs a buddy in the shower. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for that, Dennis, and thanks for your call. <laughs> Oh, Dennis, it's always nice to have you around. <laughs> Let's start, see what's going on at Margaret's place. She's calling from Eris. Good morning, Margaret. Oh, hello, Charlie. How are you? I'm well, and you? I am very well, thank you. Good. It's interesting hearing her talking about the hibiscus. I, I have some in my garden, and they're gorgeous and green. And to tell you the truth, I do not water them every day at all. No. I probably once, twice a week. And like you said, give them a good soaking. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was that was really interesting. But I'm calling about my little orange trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandson and I were having an orange last, oh, I guess it was probably still winter. Mm-hmm. And we actually came across some seeds, which is unusual in the navel oranges. And I thought, they're so good, I just got to plant these. So I dried them in my window ledge. And then I planted them. And I thought, well, they're not going to grow. They didn't look like they were going to do anything. And so I kind of forgot about them and didn't water them. I walked by them one day and saw little sprigs coming up. <laughs> so now I have a number of little orange trees. And what's, inter- what's interesting is that every single seed has given at least two or three shoots that come up. Wow. So uh, my question is, should I leave them or should I pinch out one of them? Yeah, and you know that for sure because you know where you planted the seeds. Oh, and you... absolutely. They're, all, they're, they're each in, in a separate little pot. Sure. So and I know that there were only four seeds. Right. And, um, yeah, I know that each one of them has come up. And the, but each one of them is getting at least two sprigs coming up. Multi-stems. So yeah. you're, gonna, you're not really growing orange trees, then you're growing orange shrubs, by it the sure sounds of it. Like it. <laughs> or, I mean, there is a possibility that there was some kind of dormant weed seeds or other seeds in your soil. Is that possible? Um, was it fresh? Well, it, was, it was a soil that I purchased for yeah. for. for Planting yeah. your, your, your house plants. Sure. Good, that's so perfect. I that in, in like in a bag, so yeah. it's not something that I got from outside. Okay, so no, actually, they're they're not. They are definitely the orange seeds because the little leaves that are coming are uh-huh. all the same. Aww. Sounds great. That's yeah, cool, eh? It, it ah. really yeah. is, but I'm just wondering, should I leave them all, let them all grow? Because, you know, I mean, it's great when you have a grandson and, and you know, you can kind of share this kind of growing experience. That's right. Um, but it's also, they're, they're beautiful leaves. Yes, exactly. Well, and it's a, it's actually a really good question. It's almost like they're twins, eh, that have come out of these correct. seeds. Or that they were twins within the seed uh, coats. So right. I, I have a question. Is, is the leaf... When you look at it, is it is it the same as the mature orange leaf? Does it look the same? That I don't know because I have not lately looked at a mature orange leaf. <laughs> <laughs> so have a look at that be, because sometimes seedlings, um, it's called the cotyledon leaf, will be quite different to the mature orange uh, orange tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, have a look at that. Um, first set of leaves. First being, set of yeah, leaves. Being the set that often doesn't look like the final. Yes. But still, to answer the question, would you go in there with a little pair of manicure scissors and cut out one of those stems or two of those stems, just leaving one, or would you just let it... You've got four pots, four growing right now. Yeah, that's correct. You know what? I would, I would try both. I would let some that's grow fair. with the multi-stems just to see what happens, and I would go in and say two of them, and like I say, with little manicure scissors, just cut out yeah. and leave the best, strongest-looking stem alone right. and cut out the rest of the stems and see what, what happens. That's a good idea. That's um, a good answer. She should yeah. be a politician, shouldn't she? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Straddle that fence. <laughs> <laughs> and let us know. Let us know how that turns out. I want okay. to hear more about that. Okay. Obviously, they're slow growing, but definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're slow growing, all right. And yeah. hopefully you have a nice sunny spot you can put them in the all winter. 
Yes. Because it can be done. You can grow orange trees. You know, yeah. it's done. You, sure. you, well, you, you see, you can buy them in the nurseries mm-hmm. and the blossoms. They're, they're, they're so fragrant. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful. We can't wait for you and your grandson to make orange marmalade and ship, <laughs> ship some in here. Yeah, that's right. We'll give out the address then. <laughs> that's great. Thanks, Margaret. Thank you very Good much. luck with that. That's Bye-bye. great. Good stories. Okay, here's a tough one coming. We've got Mike calling from Brantford, and he's going to ask something about Japanese beetles and leather jackets. These are these are pesty pests in the garden. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm well. What's going on at your place? Hello. I can barely hear you. Oh, my. Okay. So, what's happening at your place? Well, like I said, these uh, leather jackets. Uh, I guess ever since the ban on uh, chemicals for a lot of these products. I can't seem to find something that can take care of them. Like leather jackets, I used to use uh, Bug Be Gone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I forget what the hell I used for uh, the Japanese beetles, but I, on, on a weeping pea, and we have a Japanese cherry, mm-hmm. that these beetles are just driving me crazy. Okay, the Japanese beetles, you can see the beetles. You're seeing them oh, yeah. chewing away on things. Oh, yeah. And they're shiny beetles with little white tufts on their hips, basically. Mm-mm. Now, you know what? Honestly, one is the best way to control Japanese beetles that I know of. I know, crush them. Yeah, picking and crushing, or picking and you know, have a can of water with a little bit of soap in it or a little bit of oil in it, and drop them in there. Yeah, well, you know, like I can lose, lose a lot of leaves before I can sometimes a, get out there yeah. and uh, pick them off. It's a lot of work. Mm. The other thing is, you can set up lures and traps over at your neighbor's house (laughs) 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 because you don't want to put traps anywhere near your house because they do the lures attract the Japanese beetles sounds like very very many uh, uh, aggressive neighbors growing things yeah okay and your weeping cherry is the one that's getting really chewed the most Uh, the Japanese cherry uh, actually the weeping pea okay is really getting attacked and are these pretty big old plants no they're young. Two years old. Mm. You know what? Even in the short term, what I'd be inclined to do, like for the next year or two, get yourself a nice big piece of cheesecloth or, you know, type gauze. And just put it over. And like drape it over and tie thing. it loosely at the bottom and just do this right now for this kind of month or two months, uh, July, August, or depending on the kind of season we're having. Japanese beetle, you're right. There's no pesticide out there that's going to knock it down. Uh, you can pick, you can trap, or you can protect with, with like, row covers, they're called, or with, with yeah. an actual netting. Yeah. It's got to be fairly fine netting, but, but the beetles are pretty big. They're good, you know, three-quarters of an inch long, half yeah. an inch long. Now they'd like to see the uh, leather jackets. Like, I used to use Bug Be Gone. Okay, so le- how do you know you've got leather jackets? This is in your lawn. Oh, yeah. Well, the, uh, the grub, it, it, I used to live in Grimsby, mm-hmm. and we had a neighbor, and... Uh, he literally lost his whole backyard. Really? Because he just uh, the larvae just chewing away on his roots. Because that's what the larvae's called. The larvae are called leather jackets. Oh, yeah, the adults right. are called crane flies. Oh, is that what they're? Yeah, they're, they're the ones that look like the big. It looks like a really big mosquito. Yeah. That's the the adult form of a leather jacket. Uh, okay, now the one thing have you tried? There are nematodes available that are specifically designed to control leather jackets. Have you tried those? No. I think you need to get over to your nearest good garden center and find out whether they have uh, um, nematodes available for leather jackets. Mm -hmm. They'll be in a refrigerator, you know, they're live eggs. If if you don't have a a good spot to go to in Brantford, you can go on the web to something called Natural Insect Control, or NIC, 
com. They're based in St. Catharines, and they will mail you or, you know, express post you some nematode, nematodes for leather jackets. Mm-hmm. That would be my best suggestion for that, because there you're right. There's absolutely nothing else you've got out there other than to just give up on lawns, unless you know of something, Dennis, that I'm not thinking of. No, it's just interesting how localized mm-hmm. they become, mm-hmm. leather jackets. Mm-hmm. Eh? They, uh, it's an interesting story that, you know, you can um, say a neighbor had a completely destroyed lawn, but you know, the person next door wasn't affected. It's yeah. it's a real oddity. I know. Yeah, and you try and figure out what are the conditions that are in that lawn that are making it but, so good for the leather jackets. Yeah. That right. the, you know, they went there in the first place, they laid a bunch of eggs. Like, you will see crane flies, those big monster mosquito looking. They come in and they're little, they stick their little butts down and they lay eggs oh, in yeah. the lawn. Like, you'll mm-hmm. see them hovering at sunset yeah. uh, in August, basically, uh, late summer. And they lay their little eggs and then we see the product of those eggs the following spring, which is what you're seeing now. Yeah, we used to see them like... May end of May June, mm-hmm. and they would come up, and uh, yeah, there'd be quite a few. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, in Grimsby, we had a real, real infestation. It wasn't one neighbor; mm-hmm. uh, it was basically all of us. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one fellow, he lost his whole backyard, and he had to reseed or resod the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was just a mess. So frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, you're right, Charlie. Though I think nematodes are the way of the future, right? Yes, and, biological and, controls are the way of the future. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly what like it is. That bubby gun worked great. <laughs> Did. Now, it, okay, I can't say this on the radio, but <laughs> I'll say it anyway. There's, we, were, we were joking in Cornwall about how many people have cases in their garage of all those things that are now illegal that people bought up in advance of the, of the pesticide ban. Uh, so, or maybe, you know, some of it's gone. It is, it is dated. All those chemicals will not stay viable. So I know, I imagine there's, you know, if you maybe knock around your neighborhood, if you have any friends, there might be somebody who's got some bug be gone still in their cupboard in their garage, uh, which could be effective in the short term, but it's not going to help you in the long term. No. The good news is um, uh, through the University of Guelph and the Vineland Research Station, there's an awful lot of great research going on now for alternative mm-hmm. um, um, products to the old uh, pesticides, mm-hmm. chemicals that we used to use. So yep. uh, if we could all hang in there for another mm-hmm. one or two years, I think we're going to see the release of, of a yeah. lot of new products. That's right. I think you're absolutely right. And I think the main thing to remember is that the chemicals we used to use weren't solving the problem in the long term. They no. were all temporary bandage fixes. And ultimately, the, the runoff, et cetera, was doing more damage than all the short-term uh, effectiveness was. So I'm not personally you know, frustrated by the ban, but I do look forward to what's mm-hmm. coming out because there's mm-hmm. some pretty innovative stuff happening. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's a good idea. Okay, so this nematodes, they would uh, do as well for uh, the June bug? No. Different nematodes attack different little grubs out there, and different leather jackets are a form of a grub. So there, I, I could never remember the names of the different nematodes, but uh, they will very specifically say on the package that they're for leather jackets or they're for, uh, you know, European chafers or they're for, uh, um, yeah, Japanese beetles, that sort of thing. Okay. So take a look at that. That might help you a lot. Good. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. I know. All right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, whole... Pest thing I know. out there, and and uh, um, you and I both know that uh, so many insects come, and we don't know why, but they come in these seven-year mm-hmm. cycles, waves. Right? Yeah, and yeah. it's a, a bit of a mystery, Mother Nature mystery, but they they, they do, 
And sometimes uh, patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just <laughs> outlive know? it. Yeah, Outlive it. Yeah. Because yeah. I was reading a bunch of frustration people have been having with earwigs this year. Yes. They've been, you know, they're always a drag in the spring, but they were particularly a drag this year, I thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, planting beets and the beets just, you know, emerging, little seedlings emerging from the soil. Oh, proud mummies and yeah. grandchildren, everybody standing around going, can't wait for those beets to grow up. And then within, you know, overnight, gone. Yeah. Beans, same thing. Peas, same thing. Little yeah. seedlings, earwig, love them. Yeah, they do. They, yeah. They, they do. And it's just, uh, uh, I know you've shared this this comment with earwigs is, is the, you know, the black tube trip, yeah. right? You know, the eight-inch old... Piece of hose. Piece of hose. Yeah, and, bamboo and pole even, yeah. For sure. They, yeah. they all gather in there at night, and yeah. that's the way to get rid of them. That's yeah. exactly. And just don't let it be a hotel. Make sure you yes. empty that, yes. that hose in the morning or in the afternoon at some point. Because earwigs don't like the light. They like the dark. All right, so we'll be back. We've got lots more callers. Sandy's on the line calling from Guelph. She's going to ask some questions about bougainvillea right after this. Need gardening advice? You've come to the right place. The AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, sponsored by Scott's, the makers of miracle Grow. And we'll get back to Charlie in just a second. Uh, Charlie and Dennis, I wanted to mention a taste of the garden culinary series at the Toronto Botanical Gardens this coming Thursday, July the 29th from 7 to 9. What's better on a soft summer evening, we hope it's soft in summer, than a leisurely tasting in the garden, the Toronto Botanical Garden, that is. Join uh, Chef Simon Katar of A La Carte Kitchen as he creatively prepares veggies, herbs, fresh picked from uh, the kitchen garden and uh, pairs a wonderful selection of wines for you to enjoy. If you want to register, you can call today at 416-397-1341. That's 397-1341. That sounds like a nice way to spend a Thursday evening. And you can also check online at www.torontobotanicalgardens.com. And Charlie, you have somebody waiting on the line. Yes, thanks for that, Robbie. And we have Sandy waiting. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. I have a question about my bougainvillea. Mm -hmm. Um, It isn't flowering, Mm -hmm. and it's got gorgeous, beautiful green leaves, and they keep producing more leaves. And my husband, we we cut it down, you know, we pruned it down in the um, fall last year, or I don't know when he pruned it, I'm sorry, but um, the leaves keep coming out and we have a vet, this has got to be a bud, this has got to be a flower, and it's more leaves. (laughs) More leaves. Yes, and Uh, we put miracle Grow in it, Um, it's in the sun, Um, we brought it in in the winter and nursed it through the winter. And I, we've had it about, I think we bought it three summers ago. And has and it we, ever flowered in that three years? Yes. The year we got it, it was beautiful pink flowers. Uh-huh. And last year, I think we had a, a couple of flowers. But this year, nothing. <laughs> and it looks so beautifully healthy. I know. Are no you flowers. using miracle Grow like every two weeks or with some consistency? What, how often are you using um, miracle Grow? husband uses it every month like Mm. um regularly he does all the flowers okay dennis over to you what do you think Uh, (laughs) every two weeks couple of couple of here's dennis's suggestion a couple of things um always blame the husbands that's rule number one (laughs) 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 always blame the good one i'll write that down (laughs) what's what's it in is it is, is it in a container yeah, it's in a hanging um, mm-hmm. plant, uh, a, a pot. No, yeah. yes, it's in a hanging pot. 
out on our deck in the sun. Yeah. I'd be tempted to repot it. Um, personally, if it was mine, I, I'd, I'd do two things. I'd, I'd be quite ruthless with it and cut it back by at least a third. Cut it back? Uh, cut it back by a third. Now? And, You'd cut it now? Yeah, I would, yeah. and okay. I'd, I'd re- repot it. We just um, repotted it at the start of the summer, but we mm. could do that again. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, if you've done that, then sometimes treating bougainvilleas harshly um, spurs them on to flower. Mm-hmm. Here um, I was being so gentle. Yeah. With it Don't. Yeah. You know, when you go to where they grow naturally, I mean, you know, the, 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 they take chainsaws to them and, and hack them back, and they respond marvelously. So uh, I, 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 I think being a little bit ruthless will, will help. It'll, it'll help them to spur on a little bit. Okay. Charlie's right with the fertilizer, you know, tip. Make sure uh, it's a high middle number. Whatever fertilizer you're using, that will always help to uh, bring on blossom versus green growth. So use a high middle number fertilizer and uh, prune it back harshly and, and you might not... Yeah, you might not spur on blooms. What do you do in the winter? Do you bring it in the house, obviously? Yeah. Yes, we bring it in the house. We we bought it at um, St. Jacob's Farmer's Market, and it was uh, like just, a, a, I guess, someone that has a nursery was there, and she, she always said, you know, cut it back, bring it in the yeah. in the winter, and that's mm-hmm. what we do, and my Does husband it, waters it, and, look, you know, we... Does it flower it. in the house? Does it flower in the winter? Pardon me? Does it flower in the winter? No. In the house? It doesn't. No. But you see, I think sometimes that's what does happen. We have them in the house and it's dry, no. you know, winter. Mm-hmm. We bring them out and it takes them a few months to get organized. And so often, you know how this happens to hibiscus. Yeah. They're green all summer. And then all of a sudden in August, when we're ready to take them in, they're 20 times bigger than we can get them through the door, but they're covered in buds and blooms at right. that point. So that's why I have seen bougainvillea bust out into flowers right at the end of the summer. Uh-huh. Yeah. After being outside in our hot, you know, humid summer conditions, which the bougainvillea loves. It loves the kind of summer we're having. Right. Yeah. There is some sort of theory behind survival mm-hmm. with, with plants where... If they think they're threatened as as regards their livelihood, they will set bud and, and bloom. So uh, that's uh, why we know, talk to our plants. That's, that's, and that's the principle behind pruning back harshly with flowering plants mm-hmm. is they, they sort of – it shocks them and they go, oh – uh, someone's trying to destroy us. We better wake up here and and and, and set, procreate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, uh, I I wouldn't be you know too prone to being a little, gentle. Yeah, yeah. I pull back on the fertilizer too. Pull back mm. on the fertilizer and do some some like as as much as a third of a cutting back, and then sure. leave it in the sun. See yep. what happens. Yeah. And and my husband has just said we do uh, fertilize it every two weeks. Okay. So we should hold back on the I fertilizing. Would. I would now. Okay. Yep. And cut it back and see what happens. Yes. Okay. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck. Now, that actually brings up an interesting point. I hadn't um, sort of been thinking about to share with everybody out there and fellow gardeners. Today is July 24th. We are at the end or getting close to the end of the window of doing any fertilizing to any of our plants other than the annual plants. So by, by that, I mean... Continue to use your miracle Grow or whatever it is that you use to fertilize on your hanging baskets and your containers and on all your, your annual flowers, obviously on perhaps on your herbs if you fertilize those, and on your vegetables. But when it comes to anything long-term, whether it's roses or perennials or trees or shrubs or anything like that, this is your last week. You've, if you're fertilizing, fertilize this week and no more fertilizer after August the 1st. 
Yeah, because you want to harden them off That's right. for, for the fall and winter. You want to let um, them naturally slow down. Fertilizer forces them to grow. Yeah. They want to slow down. As the days start to get shorter, they want to slow down. Yeah, the only form of fertilizer I, I will use as we get into the late season is um, some form of uh, mulch around mm-hmm. the root system. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say mulch, some sort of manure. Yeah, like a compost. Like a compost and yeah. manure. Um, later in the fall, later though, you're talking like fall. September. Yeah. yeah, when things have really slowed down. And the other exception to what I just said is lawns. We continue to fertilize our lawns uh, again in preparation for winter. There's a f- special fall fertilizer yeah. that we will use uh, later in September. But um, yeah, and but, in fact, many gardeners will swear by the fact that the fall fertilizer the most is important. the most important it for, is. For, for grass, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, It is. Oh, yeah, it totally. The, the grass will be just that much happier and healthier in the spring if you give it a proper fall fertilizer in the fall. Something about that, you know, setting up the hardiness, et cetera, uh, for it. Um, quickly, just before we go to our, our main commercials, um, I mentioned Sierra Sil to you a few minutes ago as a wonderful mineral supplement, which helps with all kinds of uh, stiff joints, uh, our pain in the joints, arthritis. Uh, it's also apparently can be very effective with digestive disorders. I'm not even sure why, but apparently Crohn's sufferers, this is anecdotal information only, but Crohn's sufferers often find that they uh, um, have a much, much better time after taking Sierra Sill. So re- it's a really good website, hey, the Sierra Sill Dot .ca so that's s i e r r a s i l .ca has a great website all about the different clinical trials that have been done with this mineral supplement different anecdotal information from people who have taken it all you know professional athletes hmm. sto- testimonials uh, so all kinds of different people taking it and having good old cats and dogs right. being you know yeah. much more limber and able to chase huh. the frisbee so uh, yeah real good. some nice stories so 1877 joint 14 if you want to talk to a person otherwise check them on the web healthy people looking after healthy gardens <laughs> yes hmm. need gardening advice you've come to the right place the am 740 garden show with charlie dobbin sponsored by scott's the makers of miracle grow are on the line waiting. We have Kevin calling from Oshawa. Good morning, Kevin. Oh, good morning. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> my question is about a endless summer um, hydrangea. Uh-huh. That it's been in now about four years or something like this, and every year up until this year, it bloomed uh, really, really well. This year is one bloom. Mm. Has so, anything changed? Has a tree gotten bigger and it's in more shade? or? No, not the only thing that happened, this was maybe six weeks ago, there was a dogwood growing beside it, and the dogwood was getting a little bit out of hand, so the dog, we dug the dogwood up and just took it away and put it someplace else. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing that, um, in I guess maybe there could have been one or two roots or something that might have been disturbed a little bit, but that would only be on one side anyway. And so now it's probably getting more light than it was before. Well, that's true, yeah. Okay. And, um, I mean, the leaves and everything are all, you know, look quite healthy. It's uh, about the same size as it was, and uh, everything's the same except for blooms. There's one bloom on it all uh, all year. Hmm. Uh, okay, and do you fertilize, or so it's a green, healthy plant? Like you said, is it dark green leaves or bright green leaves? They're sort of brightish green. Brightish green, okay. 
Mm-hmm. It's a good question, actually. Now, p- pruning is is the big thing with hydrangeas, right? Have you have have you pruned it? Well, back last spring, I assume you pruned it. Well, in the springtime, yeah. like everything that was there from last year is pretty well dead and falls right. off, and it just starts off from the ground up again. Yeah. Right. So you trimmed it to all the dead wood then. Well, yeah, the dead wood came out and all that type of yeah. thing. Yeah. So now it's just a um, green bush. Usually, you know. Um, we have to support it usually with the, you know, with the blooms. They're so heavy, <laughs> it's not able to hold them up All on right. its own. Yeah, yeah. But this year it has, hasn't been a problem. It's also watered regularly with a, uh, I've got, you know, there's a drip hose uh-huh. right by it. So anytime, plus it's uh, generally wettish in that particular area anyway. Mm, so it's a good is. choice because it does like the water, likes yeah, the moisture. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's put on a, um, um, a bigger set of leaves than it has in previous years? Um, I don't think so. No? No. Hmm. You so know, I've seen that with some hydrangeas this year. Yeah. It's because of the heat. Yeah. Again, it's been yeah. such a good growing season that the leaves have, have you know, sort of Take taken them. over the blooms. Yeah. yeah. And that certainly could be the case here. It has been a kind of a funny year. And all plants, again, similar. You know, they have their cycles. Uh it's it, the reason why I find your question so interesting is I have seen some gorgeous endless summer hydrangeas this year, just blooms galore. I saw one the other day that had pink, purple, and blue, all, sort of all happening on the same plant somehow. So I mean, just a thing of beauty. Mine at home, my one single endless summer, I haven't had a bloom yet mm. on it. Mm. Now, mind you, I moved it last year. So I say to myself, well, you know, I moved it last year. So this year it's putting down some roots. It's getting organized. It's getting established. I'm not going to panic or anything. I'll just keep, you know, keep the, the nice, good quality soil around the base. I do top dress with compost, as Dennis mentioned. Always, always make sure your soil is full of organic matter and full of life. And and I wouldn't panic. I would just say, okay, it's a it's an anomaly. It's a funny year. Let's see what happens next year. Mm-hmm. And you could still get blooms. I mean, it is only July. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it could potentially just pop all kinds of blooms in the next you know week or so. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the other years pretty well. It's been now we just had to make sure like that it got uh, yeah. water if it really got you know, and it let you know pretty soon if it needed water yeah. to droop. They will. They and even just on a hot day they'll wilt, and yeah. the soil's nice yeah. and moist. So be careful of that with hydrangea. We haven't had any. You know, it hasn't been a problem. Yeah. Uh, Don't overwater. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let us know what happens as the summer goes on, if, if any buds do or blooms do show. And I'll certainly report back on mine, and we'll see what happens next year. Like, I, every plant, it's like, for example, this year the clematis were incredible. Every clematis vine that I saw anywhere was just covered, covered, covered. Beautiful, beautiful blooms. Something was perfect for clematis growth this year. Last year, probably was half as many blooms yeah. as what we saw this year. This gardening business. Usually every time uh, this, this time of year, my ground cover roses mm-hmm. will set a second set of blooms. Mm-hmm. Almost without question this, this week. Have, and this year, uh-uh. All they, green still. They just haven't done it. Yeah, it's been um, so hot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so you can't, don't, I, I wouldn't be overly concerned. I mean, it's something to, to keep an eye on, but uh, certainly let us know if, if any buds do pop and okay. we'll, yeah. we'll re- keep, in, keep in touch on that one. Alrighty. Thanks, Kevin. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. So, uh, so that went pretty fast. Yes. You it know, the is. show's over pretty much. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I know. You're not, you're not watching the time, but if you look, I, see right I, there? I, see there that time? Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dennis will be filling in for me. I will be going away. Not next Saturday, but the Saturday after. And Frank will be back, and Dennis and Frank will be here with uh, Dennis filling my seat and 
Frank will be yeah. back and Robbie will be back to his regular life. That's big, sh- right. big shoes to fill. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Robbie, for all your good support and for filling in and, and being such a good under sous chef. Well, thank you so much. I think I'm going to see you again in August. Okie doke. Yeah. You think Frank's going away? I think he is. Oh, my gosh. I want his job. All right. Well, <laughs> good for him. And thanks again. Good luck. How's, what's going on with your show after this? Uh, we're going to play all the best of the best from 10 until 3, and uh, we'll be taking requests from noon until 1 o'clock. Nice. All right. Yeah. Get ready for that. Thank you, Dave. Dave's been our Grace villain. It's fill-in time. The new yeah. Grace. Thanks so much, Dave. It was uh, We pulled it off <laughs> with all the techno f- craziness. And thanks so much, Dennis. Hey, it's been fun. It it's has been fun. fun. It is. It's fun. And, um, and tell me... We have like mere, well, we really have mere seconds left. Yeah. But but what is your actual job at LO? Can you sum it up at Landscape Ontario? Can you sum up your job in like sort of 20 seconds? Yeah, I look after the public relations for Landscape Ontario. Mm-hmm. So I, I deal with newspapers and radios and TV uh, stations. And basically uh, it's to promote horticulture. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my life, just yes. like your yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's such a wonderful um career for kids to get yeah. I think I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't think of a better job no kidding a more you know? creative yeah and, nurturing and, and beautiful so job I thank you for the invitation here yeah. whenever I have an opportunity to promote horticulture and landscape Ontario uh, thanks thanks for the invite hey thanks for your help it's always great to have somebody a little backup <laughs> so thanks for coming in Dennis and thanks to all the great callers we'll see you all again next week This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.